and gentlemen. <laughs> in this corner, Eddie Gagnon. And in the opposite corner, Kristen Gagnon. <laughs> this is What's Special About Special. Uh, I wanted to say that. Well, hello there. My name's Eddie Gagnon. <laughs> Eddie, I don't want to be here all night. Welcome and thank you for joining us. My name's Eddie Gagnon. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> Kristen. Your voice. Today we talked with Lauren Beasley, owner of Move Inclusive Dance. I really think that our audience is going to love this episode. I know. I feel like she brought some great perspectives into how she created a complete inclusive dance community. Lauren didn't originally come from a special needs world, but found her calling, creating a space, making dance for everyone. So, of course, enjoy the episode and don't forget to share with a friend. So, uh, like, to welcome to the show, Lauren Beasley. Thank you so much for joining us. Of Move Inclusive Dance, right? Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm super pumped about this interview. I got to do better with the uh, I say that about every interview, but I'm extra excited about this one. <laughs> well, thank you. I've been following you from before we started crowdfunding on iPhone Women. And I started the crowdfunding process like well before we really kicked off our crowdfunding. Because as I mentioned that I'm like a researcher. So I was like researching yeah. everything and your campaign came up in the beginning of that. And then I followed everything you did with that right from the start. And so I was like super interested in everything you were doing as well as how you were doing it and just super inspired by the whole process and, and what led you to well, it. Thank you. And good for you, because I must say, I'm pretty sure I like decided to do an iPhone women campaign on like a Monday and did it like the following Monday. Well, that's even more impressive so that you, you also crushed it. <laughs> well, as she was getting everything started for our podcast and our uh, uh, crowdfunding through iFundWomen, um, she was absolutely gushing over how well you were doing and like kind of using you as an example. Um, and I know she might be a little too modest to admit it, but she was like following in those footsteps. She was like, this, they're, they're stealing they're, your oh ideas. Oh my God. She was like, there is this company out there. This is how they're doing it. And if we just follow that yeah. if we just follow her <laughs> her strategy and it was it was awesome and then of well course, hey that today, makes me really happy to hear <laughs> yeah so it, it, it was nice because you know it, it, it's one of those things where we're following another uh person that's out there um trying to make a difference in the world like we are and uh yeah. kind of like six months ago we we're like wouldn't that be amazing and then here we are yeah so well, i didn't crush it to the yeah. same degree but it, we, it crushed it to what we needed. And that's right. why I, I was like looking to, there you go. to succeed to what we wanted to accomplish. That's like all I wanted. Yeah. I was just like, I just need to accomplish what we want to set out to maintain, like to make happen. Sure. And the crowdfunding thing, I mean, it is like, it's a beast. I mean, <sighs> I, it's a full-time job. Like, and then, like you said, resourcefulness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The key. Yeah, for sure. Which is funny because every, I feel like uh, every day for like the past six months, I'd come home and be like, okay, so this is the new development on Instagram. <laughs> they show me my demographics. So if you just follow the statistics on how we put out, we can really target the exact. Again, Google yeah. taught me all of that. It, it, and yeah. like, that's just like one oh, yeah. little 
blip like because then there's Facebook and what are the other things you have like tip TikTok and uh, Twitter. I don't do tech. I can't. I have Twitter. it. Bella tells me I have. I was to, I'm in charge of Twitter, so TikTok? that's why Twitter's not. Great. We have Sorry, a TikTok, but. We have not really used it. My 12 year old every single day says, mom, let's post a TikTok. We've got to post a TikTok. And I have, I'm so, I'm too, I think I've realized that I'm a little too old for the TikTok. Like I just can't. (laughs) I mean, it's the thing though, like quarantine, people are are going for it. I I haven't given in yet, but I feel like I'm like one of the last people. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, but for something like what you guys are doing, like it should be great. You get like all your dancers. I know it actually would. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm like I one of those dads. We, well, it's like, uh, you know, like, oh, I would never do that. But inside I'm screaming like, I would love to do a TikTok because I would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. but no, yeah, you but should be doing it. Because I'm a man. No, so. There's lots of dads on there. Yeah, I know. You should do it. But I'm like a man's man. And a man's man doesn't make Are TikTok. you? Yeah. Man law. I got that Lizzo. No there's TikTok. one on there. It's of Eddie singing Lizzo. That's the only oh, one we have. Oh, that's right. Okay, I've got to get on and check that you, yeah, out. Yeah, check She's it out. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It is a very good one. Uh, so tell us a little bit about you. I guess, where are you from? Are you from Tennessee your whole life? I'm not. No. So I'm originally from a small town outside of Mobile, Alabama. Um, and then I went to college at the University of Southern Mississippi, which is in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. From there, I moved to New York for a few years and then landed in Nashville. So I've been a little a little bit all over the place. Um, what's funny off the bat, you said, you know, you've, you've talked to a lot of people that they're like, Oh, well, there's no real reason that I did this or, you know, whatever. I I kind of can relate to that for the longest time. I would tell people, yeah, it's kind of random that I'm doing this thing because most people who start organizations, you know, that benefit people in, in our community, it's because they have some type of personal connection to someone who has a disability of some sort. And for me, that's actually not my story. Right. Um, and for a, for a while I, I would tell people that I'm like, yeah, no, it's random. It's just this idea that I had, um, until about a year ago, I worked with someone who helped me, um, develop the brand of move. And we did this session, which he called brand therapy where he asked me like all of these questions about where I came from and, you know, pivotal moments in my life. And it was there that we kind of uncovered like, okay, this is actually why I went on to do this. Um, and the answer to that is I grew up in a dance studio. I took my first class when I was three years old and it's really cheesy, but dance was like my outlet. I mean, it saved me in a lot of ways. It was like my emotional outlet, my creative outlet. Um, I grew up in a family that's not very emotional. So like we didn't talk about our feelings like that is not a thing. So for me, dance was the one place (laughs) that I could really like have that release. And um, so I guess I, I just saw an opportunity like, hey, this thing has been so transformative for my life in so many ways. And I've benefited from it in so many ways. And there's this group of people that unfortunately can't just sign up for a dance class like I can. Right. And a lot of people with disabilities love to dance, just like a lot of people without disabilities love to dance. So shouldn't we, you know, have a a way of like giving the same experience to that group of people. And that's kind of where my head just always was with the situation. And, um, yeah, so I finally just did it. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. So, you know, you, so you've been, I mean, you've been everywhere. You've seen small town life. You've gone yes. to New York. That's a big jump. Yes. That's a big difference. Big culture shock. Do you think that, you know, 
being having that opportunity to kind of travel and see a little bit of each. I mean, I think I think we've talked to people who have come from just small town life, maybe weren't exposed the same to totally. the world. Do you think that that kind of helped open your eyes a little bit to what the world looks like and, and able to see that there's a need for Absolutely. things like this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's one of those things too, that, you know, like if you don't grow up around someone that's different than you, you're just not educated on it. Right. And that's kind of how it was. I didn't grow up around anyone who had any type of uh, physical, intellectual disability of any sort. And so it was really just like a very foreign world to me, but I did know, um, or I, I went to school with a girl who had Down syndrome and at my school, it was like totally segregated. We didn't have classes together. There was no inclusion. Um, but I remember her, like, I remember seeing her in the lunchroom and her just being so happy all the time. Like she just like, for whatever reason, made an impact on me in a, in a way. And I remembered that she loved to dance and, um, yeah. So, and then whenever I actually, when I lived in New York, I, I interned at an organization called Groove With Me and they are a dance studio in, um, East Harlem and they exist just to help get girls off the street. So it's like free classes for girls in that community. Um, which is a very high need area of, of Manhattan. And while I was there, I was like, okay, this is the same concept that I've always kind of had in the back of my mind, a dance program for, for people who aren't like me. It's just for a different group of people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I think that there's inclusion in general is needed in so many different aspects. And where, yes. whether it's a low income opportunity or it's a disability community, there's just communities everywhere. I think that somehow there's a lack of need in something, whether it's a sport or it's a, you know, and dance is a sport, but just it's specific sports. Sure. I think, you know, we see that we even saw it here in our town. My daughter's playing softball and the baseball league, we had to go get her like card with her photo ID on it. And it was signs up, signups were the same as the baseball. And there was like a line out the door around the corner of the building for baseball cards. And there was literally like, three teams worth of girls for softball. And I just thought like the lack of effort even to put into outreach to get girls signed up for softball, signed up to play sports and out there and an education to say like, Hey, girls can play this sport. Let's get some more teams going. Let's there's not any less girls (laughs) in the town that can play sports. It's not like there's a lack of girls that can go out and play a, a team sport. There's just and a, that probably enjoy it. Oh you know? yeah. There's just a lack of marketing to them in a way. Totally. And they need it probably as much, if not more, they need that coaching and that. I, I mean, I think coaching is huge and I'm sure it's the same yeah. in a, in dance, you know, you need that kind of coach, you know? Yeah. I think, community. I think with any like recreational, you know, group activity like that, that that's what we tell people, you know, all the time, like, at Move Inclusive Dance, you know, we're not just teaching choreography, like, yeah, TikTok and all that. It's fun to like learn dances that are cute and it's fun. But more than anything, you're instilling life skills in people in a way that's fun for them. Right. And a lot of parents will say, oh my gosh, because we have at our studio, um, a TV screen. So it, it, 
parents can sit in the lobby and it's like live streamed for them to watch what's happening in the studio while they're waiting. And all the time parents will be like, Oh my gosh, we've been working on that with our occupational therapist or, Oh, we've been doing that in PT. Um, so we're just kind of reinforcing those things again in a way that doesn't feel like uh, I have to do this, yeah. you know, um, because it's fun. Yeah. So, you know, she just like took out five of our questions know, in that one great. thing. <laughs> Cause like, like, it was it. like, so how, do you ever like incorporate some of your, uh, activities, you know, to well, pertain you? to the PTs and the OTs and, and but are you, yeah. are you looking at, I mean, are you, are that, is that coming organically just because dance is an, an activity or are you consulting with like a PT or an OT to figure out how to incorporate that? Because you are kind of a niche in a way, although we joke yeah. that, you know, when there's a billion people worldwide with special needs. Clearly it's not a niche, but in your world, it's a little right. bit of a niche, you know, and dance that these people, you know, I mean that there, are you looking for specific movements or things like that in classes sure. to kind of work with? Kids? Honestly. So for the most part, um, I would say it comes just kind of organically, but I would love that's, that's kind of a goal of mine. So it's funny that you asked to, to have, um, an OT that could be on staff with us and help us kind of integrate that into the curriculum next spring, spring, 2021, I have two OT interns that are going to be working with me for their like senior capstone project. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I think it's one of those things that they, the two just kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. We were actually supposed to this summer do a camp collaboration with, um, these two girls that are one's an occupational therapist and one is a speech therapist where we were going to do exactly what we're talking about right now, like really fuse the two things together. Um, and unfortunately we, we probably won't be doing that because of, you know, everything that's going on. But, um, yeah, I think it's something that, like I said, it just kind of goes hand in hand and, and the kids enjoy it. Um, and it's good for the parents to see too, like, Oh, this makes sense. You know, it's priceless that like, for us parents at home, you know, we see something happen. Like I take Eddie to, you know, for example, swim class. And to me, it's just, Oh, I'm taking my kid to swim class. And it, and that's all that it really is. But I'm sending him to school every day thinking he's getting PT and OT. And I always think, God, I don't see enough progress. I don't see enough. And I'll take him to one swim class and see this huge amount of progress. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's probably because he's not even to him. It's not work. He's just having That's exactly what I was going to class. say. Yeah. And those there's are the no, there's ones. no like expectation of, of that there, you know, it's just like, Oh, we're just doing this and I enjoy it. Um, and I think that goes really far, which I mean, like therapy is great and it's, yeah. oh, needed, it's needed. It's necessary. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I think it's just, you know, we have this option to, like I said, re- just reinforce the same things, um, in a way that's really enjoyable for the kids. So, you know, why not? Yeah. And especially when it's, when it's, a, and it's a, an activity like this, where you can cater it to something that's around his disability. So it's not hard or, and it's, he around their f- disability. Mm-hmm. They're there, yeah, him specifically, actually, no, <laughs> but they're around their disability. So it's not hard for them and they're not feeling left out of the game or the situation you know so many times I'll see where Eddie just wants to give up or not participate because you know he's behind you know he'll go to do something and it's too hard for him or too difficult or he can't keep up with the crowd so he just doesn't want to participate Mm -hmm. in it but if it's something like this where all of his peers 
And when I say his, all of his peers and all of his peers, he sees someone like him or a similar disability Mm -hmm. like him, you know, he'll go to something and someone has the same kind of wheelchair. Oh my goodness. That's the most exciting thing to him. Oh, so sweet. You know, and so I, I can imagine like, what's that like for you to see that you've created something and kind of mm-hmm. get see someone who they probably don't go to school together, right? They're I'm assuming they're coming from different districts a lot of the yeah. time. Yeah, most of them they they don't go to school together. Um and a lot of times the ages are pretty um spread out. So um yeah, we actually I had a parent when you were just saying that about your son. This reminded me of this mom that um shared a testimony for our website actually, but she was telling me uh, back when we first opened, she has a son that has, um, CP and she said that he, he's like, just, he, he is a social butterfly. I mean, when he comes in, he's like ready to go. He's so excited to see all of his friends. And she was saying that he's not always like this, you know? Um, and for me, I'm like, what? There's no way this kid is just like (laughs) full of energy and life. And she was like, no, you don't understand whenever, you know, we're at home and he's playing with the kids in the neighborhood. If they're going to ride their bike or they go to run down the street, exactly what you just said, because he knows that he probably can't keep up. He doesn't even want to try, but at dance, he knows like, okay, this is my thing. I can do this. It's going to work for me. There's other kids in the room that, you know, are going to be doing it the same way. Um, and so it just like brings that out of him, which makes me of course, so happy. You know, if that's, if we can be the 45 minutes out of one kid's week that they're, they're just like the happiest, you know, that they can be, then that's, all we can do. Yeah. I love it. So now like, what do you, you know, in a time like this where things are obviously adjusting and adapting and everyone's kind of pivoting to the situation, uh, what are you guys having to do differently? Everything. Um, (laughs) (laughs) what a weird, weird time it is. I think us, you know, just like everyone else, we're figuring it out day by day. Um, we have shifted to doing everything virtually for now. So we're doing like weekly classes. Um, right now they're pre-recorded, So we send out like a private YouTube link where they can participate. Um, but then they also have the option to do a, a weekly zoom check-in with me. So we can either work on a skill from the videos or just like chat. Um, I'm playing around with, with doing some virtual camps for the summer. So again, it's a lot of trial and error and just being very transparent with the parents of like, Hey, I need your feedback now more than ever. Like if this isn't working, tell me why. So I can try something else. Um, and I mean, it sucks. Like it's definitely not the same as it is being in person, but it's, it's all we can do for now. And you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a huge advocate for this, this, I mean, everybody's like, well, we're making this a new norm. Like, to a point because it will go back to where we can, yeah. you know, the social distancing and stuff will be a thing of the, you know, the whole coronavirus yeah. outbreak. Um, there's going to be a it point where we will be, get, yeah. absolutely. We will get over this. Um, but, it, it, and that's where, you know, like, um, well, and every state's different. I mean, I don't know what it's like in Tennessee. I know yeah. here we're getting hit really, yeah, really we're, hard. We're like a hot spot, you know, and it's, it's different yeah. all over the country. And I think that it, holding everybody under the same restrictions, which they're not really, not every state is under the same restrictions. It's kind of, you know, yeah. depending on the governor and stuff. Like, but, and I, I didn't think yeah. you guys, I mean, you guys, even, even your County. I mean, yeah. Cause we like, we, um, Nashville, 
so Davidson County, we're still on the safer at home order until the 8th, but some of our surrounding, I mean, even like Brentwood, Franklin, um, yep. so Williamson County, um, they all went back last week. So it, it kind of just varies. I can't even imagine. Um, There's like no plan starting the, starting the phases. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. I, I've, I'm still in touch with a lot of my friends that are in New York and um, I touched base with one of them this weekend. And I'm like, is there any plan for you guys? Like we have a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel kind yeah. of moment going on here, but um, yeah, no yeah. plan here, but well, it's okay. I feel like it's okay. Linings. Yeah. I mean, it's okay that there's yeah. no plan right now only because I honestly feel just listening every day or every few days. I can't well, listen. Well, it just gives you hope that they're actually thinking about what's going on. They're not just spewing out a, this is what we're going to do. It's, yeah, there is discussion. Okay, okay, we have more information coming in. We're going to let you know, but. It's- it does sound positive. You hear about the numbers, the numbers sound positive. So it's like, it, it doesn't yeah. sound as, and honestly, with a, a compromised, when you have a child who's compromised, a little, I mean, his, and we've, I've said this before. I mean, we've probably said it on every episode and he's probably going to cut it all out, but I have, <laughs> but, when you, when, but when you have a household that can be more compromised, like you do think a little bit twice about it. And then I'm just like, it's fine. Like, I'll just wait it out for sure. It's fine. I'll wait it out. Yeah. Like, well, that's a thing too, for us. That's, that makes, you know, things feel even more unknown for when we go back. It's like a lot of our students won't be coming back, you know, as soon as we, as we reopen. So right. yeah. There's um, going to be a little bit of a, a curve to figuring that out. But I, I, like you said, I mean, eventually we'll get through it. We'll get to the other side. And yeah, um, yeah it's yeah. all good. Well, so when you start, and it's been definitely. fun seeing the, the kids dancing at home. I've had parents sending me videos. And then another perk is that we have, you know, um, people that follow us in other states. And so we've had people tune in to like our Facebook live classes that live in Florida or whatever, wherever. So that's been kind of yeah. cool too. To I mean, see. the good thing I, I noticed is like, so you may end up with a new business model <laughs> that, yeah, that right. has something yeah, no. new attached to it. You never know. I you mean, could be a national company now, just <laughs> thanks to yeah. Corona. <laughs> you uh, never know. <laughs> you may have something new come out of it. Um, it's so true. So, you know, this idea of yours, it started, and correct me if I'm wrong, it started as just a camp, right? originally? Yes. So it was an idea that I have had for pretty much as long as I can remember. I mean, my first thought of creating something like this, I was probably around 13. Um, and an idea about this at 13. Yeah. I mean, I remember being in the car with my mom on the way home from, I mean, I was at the dance studio literally every day. It was like, that was my thing. Um, and I remember being on the way home from the dance studio and I have no idea why, but I mentioned this girl that I went to high school with who I didn't really know, but she had down syndrome. And again, I just thought she was like, so happy and smiley. And, um, for whatever reason we were talking about her and I asked my mom, I said, why is there not a dance studio for people like her to go take a dance class? And my mom was like, I don't know, maybe you'll start one one day truly didn't think that I would, you know, it was in one ear and out the other. And then fast forward my senior year of college, I was studying, um, in, in dance education and for my capstone project, I had to present something in the world of dance. And so I, again, kind of had this idea resurface of a dance program for people with special needs. So I did some research and I 
couldn't find really anyone that was doing it. I found like one company um, somewhere in the U S and then a couple that were, you know, just kind of scattered across the globe. And so I gave a presentation about like why this should be a thing. And I remember my professors after the presentation ended being like, you have to do that. Why have you never mentioned that? I'm like, I don't, why would I do that again? I told you guys, I don't have a connection to anyone. At that time, I'd never even talked to anyone with a disability. You know, it felt very random. Um, and so it was, again, just this thing that kind of lived in the back of my brain. And when I moved to Nashville, so that was four years ago now, couldn't get it out of my head. And then about three years ago, so a year after I'd been here, I was like, okay, let's just do a trial run of this. Let's see if there is a need, if people are interested, if I'm even a good fit, because again, I have no experience working, you know, (laughs) with people who have disabilities. And so I decided to do a summer camp and I was like, I'll just take off work for a week. I'll rent a space. And that's what we did. And at the end of the week, the last day, the parents started coming in to pick up their kids and they all wanted to sign up for the next event. I was like, well, there is no next event, but I will create one. Here we go. And so for the next year, we did a couple of workshops and pop-ups. And um, then we opened the studio the following fall. Oh, you didn't waste any time. Wasted no time. Good. I mean, I think that's, I think it's impressive. Now, do you still talk to, or have you ever reached out or talked to that girl from your school, your high school? Does she know you've created this? I haven't. I don't have any contact with her. My parents have oddly enough become like kind of mutual friends with her parents. And so we've talked about trying to like set up some kind of meetup there. Eventually it has to happen. Cause I mean, she but, um, is, kind she is of, your muse. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I think amazing? that's really neat. Yeah. I mean, it's, impre- I think it's impressive if you don't even realize this, that that's not something I have a 12 year old. And I love her to death and she's got some amazing big ideas, but your parents must be pretty impressed. I mean, (laughs) 13 that kids say things and they'll say things Oh yeah, like, but it's just not, it doesn't usually stick in their brain. It's not going to come for wishing. (laughs) And when it does, it becomes successful. I mean, it is when it sticks in your brain like that. Sometimes my daughter will say something. And I'll be like, that's something it's, it, you can tell when it sticks, when it's something that they've said and it's like stuck in their brain. You just know as a parent, you're like, that's not going anywhere. Yeah. That one's going right. to stick. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is your mom's yeah, like, I that mean, idea is not going anywhere. She's... Dance isn't that's going what I'm anywhere. Saying, I mean, I'm, I guarantee you, if you, like my mom... Her answer, it sounds like so profound, like, oh, maybe you'll start one once someday. But it was really, truly just like, a, oh, yeah, maybe you'll start one someday. <laughs> like, it was not like we thought this thing was going to happen, you know. So it is it is kind of cool to look back on that. On yeah, that awesome. Mr. Miyagi moment. Maybe you'll yeah. start one one day. Yeah, she should just be like, no, actually, exactly. I knew you were going <laughs> to. Right. She then take, the seed was planted. She should take full credit for that. So, I mean, obviously things are a little kind of up in the air right now with COVID, but do you have big, you know, do you have ideas or plans for, like, do you want to open more studios? Do you want to expand this project? Yes, I definitely want to expand. Um, We were actually going to start the like first phase of that expansion trial run this summer. Um, So that will be pushed off, which is okay. 
I'm good with it. Hey, the fall um, still sounds great, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a long-term goal for me is that this becomes a, a national program. I think that we'll start uh, exactly how I, I started the original thing, right? Just like kind of by planting seeds, popping up in new places, testing markets, um, and then going from there. But yeah. Yeah, the goal is definitely to to bring this to the masses because I mean we have constantly people comment like randomly on our Instagram post or Facebook and they're like bring this to you know wherever for sure I'm like just give me a minute so yeah I know right? <laughs> can't do it all <laughs> bring it to all four corners of the country well, okay I think well, fund yeah us. I definitely get it I mean because I think that there's no way there's not a need I mean even here there's definitely studios or a studio. That does this, but it's not on the same level. It's a, it's a traditional studio who has a class and they'll perform during their recital and it's awesome, but they're not equipped to in the same way. You know, yeah. they're not offering right. it the same way. They're not doing it. And it's, I love that they do it and it's exciting. Um, but I, I see this becoming something where you could have different levels. You can offer different types of classes for sure. You know, where everyone's, you know, because honestly, like for Eddie or someone, you know, for Eddie, who's not on the same, you know, he's. Maybe, well, do you offer uh break dancing? Because oh, he, he is been looking for sick, that. man. You want to talk about somebody with like super upper body strength, <laughs> like this kid. Oh, I bet. Oh, he's, he's so nasty, but I just want to get him involved in, you know, something Who where are those break dancers can, he's dying to me. Tells me all the oh, ill abilities. Have you heard of them? Oh, I have not, but I'm going to into oh. it. They're a dance troupe, a break dancing troupe. They all shout have a out. disability. <laughs> shout out to ill abilities. Oh, they, that's incredible. That, they're yes. definitely a dream guest. They have, they all have, a, they're all from wink, across, wink. they're from all across the world. And they have, okay. they each have a disability. Some of them have like, you know, limb differences. They'll have like a cane, mm-hmm. but they all break dance. And they're that is amazing. So awesome. Look them up on YouTube. They have like really cool YouTube videos. Look, okay. Oh, he thinks they're like the coolest thing. We he's always like makes me pull up their videos on YouTube and show him. He is he thinks he's gonna he's always like I'm a I'm like you didn't be a new girl. He's gonna be a police officer or a break dancer. Those are his two things. He no wants me way. to be a police officer. I love that so much. <laughs> but he could be a break dancing police, police officer. officer. Yeah. yeah. He'll be like in the middle of the road directing traffic, break dance. Joe Swanson like from Family out. Guy. <laughs> That's <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> He's just like too funny. Like he'll be in the middle of the living room break dancing. He's just hilarious. But yeah, he took it's one. So he fun. took one hip hop class. That was the dance class he took. It wasn't with the. It's like, that's all I needed to yeah. get my hip hop soul. <laughs> I was baptized in the hip hop faith. He's like so I, funny. Th- this is like the things that I. I'm not joking. He Le- these, these are things. conversations that we have with oh, each other. He's eight years old. <laughs> like, yeah. He is. Uh, Ridiculous, but yeah, he's a kid. He's gonna be. I need to see some videos. Yeah, we'll have to send you some. He's got them. He makes me. He definitely makes me like record them. He is convinced. Like, mom, can you record? We have. I have. Oh, oh, I have have a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's. I forget about it because like the kids are always like film this and film that, and you're like, oh yeah, hours and hours of it. Um, let's see. I (laughs) like in kind of expanding on that. Like, do you? Would you find yourself kind of expanding on those areas or those genres? Like, what do you offer right now? As yeah, kind what do of you offer for classes? For, How does uh, that dance? work? Yeah. So right now, um, our our main classes that we offer are 
something we call groovy moves, which is like our upbeat jazzy class. We have a ballet class and we have a hip hop class as well. Um, we have a musical theater and then we also have creative movement, which is, um, very like you use your imagination. There's a lot of sensory tools. So a lot of our students that are, you know, higher need, um, usually go into those classes because it's less choreography and technique. It's more about, it's really kind of like a dance therapy, music therapy experience. And do you do like a recital at the end of the year, like a show kind of? Well, we would have normally. Sorry, that was so like yeah. <laughs> terrible. No, so no, no, it would have been this month, which is really sad. But um, yeah, we will going forward. We definitely will have. We we followed a school calendar, so we start in the fall. We go through May, and then June and July are summer camp months for us. Nice. Oh, this is your first. Is this your first like season? Yeah. Oh, got yeah. it. Okay. Oh, so when are we so going we to Tennessee? Last yeah, we are coming. We're going to we Tennessee may, in we July. may be. No promises. Ooh. Don't Wait, make promises. Sorry, I gotta edit this out. Too. Live We're surprising air. Them. Okay, let's start over. All right, sorry. We may be coming so, to Tennessee. Hey. <laughs> okay, this summer. So if we, in to Nashville. Oh, this summer. Yeah. So if we do, we're gonna have to swing oh, by. Let me know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll bring please. our masks. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> well, we but got yeah. some friends to visit, like we family. Yeah, it's so been twelve years since we said we were going to. We come haven't back. been down in twelve years. Yeah, we're terrible. Wow. My daughter went down. We sent our daughter down um, to okay. visit her. Cousins. I'm sorry, guys. She's making that up. She didn't really go down. <laughs> we did. We sent her down. <laughs> uh, we sent her on a plane by herself. But um, we have not. We haven't been down in twelve years, so we haven't visited oh anything. wow so we yeah. we definitely we're due trip but we we may be going down it just really depends on all of this stuff and how quickly it kind of clears yeah. up yeah but yeah. i mean what comes first the freedom or the apocalypse either way <laughs> we can get down there right <laughs> but yeah so it's, it depends on all well, that let me know yeah we'll definitely we definitely have to come check everything out yeah little eddie will have to break dance that. for you yeah I, I was about to say i can see some of this like these skills in person. Yeah, he won't. He'll be like, I, I love don't it. We do a lot of training and stuff. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, what would you say to our audience if they can't access you mm-hmm. and they really want to enroll their child in something like this? Um, and there's maybe a local dance studio around. Is there a way for them to incorporate their child into a mainstream I, it, dance? It honestly, yeah, it depends on the studio. I mean, hopefully, I actually uh, just sent out an email today to our, our newsletter list. Um, and the intro was, you know, now more than ever, there are dance studios that are are offering classes or programs, like you mentioned, um, for, for individuals with special needs. The difference with us is that we've kind of flipped the typical dance studio model on its head and we've designed a studio that's specifically for individuals who have some type of disability, but it's also open to individuals who, you know, don't have disabilities as well. Um, so uh, yeah, you, you may have to ask around, um, but hopefully I think that it's, it's more common now definitely than it was, like I said, whenever I did some research, Yeah, Um, you know, like that was almost 10 years ago now. And I could barely find a single studio that was even offering anything. Now it's definitely headed in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, I would hope, I would think that probably the best bet would be maybe find some people in your community that would be also interested so that you get like a whole class together. 
Totally. You know, yes. so that there that you can kind of show if you find a stu- like I know the studio around us, there's it's one full class. They, I think, did it in tandem with a um, disability resources group. Yeah. So they kind of had a non for profit to work with, um, mm-hmm. which I think helped kind of encourage dance studios to do it. Um mm-hmm. I just think this is such a great idea. Like you said, like bringing that OT, that PT, bringing, bringing that, um, collaboration, that collaboration, that therapy, and just having some outlet for these kids now specifically, even just something for them that's outside of the traditional mainstream schooling is so important. It's huge. Right. So well, important. And, and like even just the music aspect of it, I mean, you know, music is like so powerful and it can be really healing. So, um, yeah, it just it makes sense. Yeah. Right. To and me if, anyway. if you build it, they will come too. Yeah. you know, and it is, in my opinion, we're I said this last episode, we're in a pivotal time where everything is growing and the resources are there and people can find these outlets and these sorts of programs now. But it is just a matter of time to make sure that those people, you know, that are searching, they find it and now they can get connected. And it's just a matter of time of building that up. And I think we live in a time right now where because of, you know, the Internet and all the, the information that's going on, it's everything's at our fingertips and it's so accessible um, minus the, you know, the, the current situation right now. But once all this is done with again, I can see this being absolutely huge because even in like four years ago, I mean, it, it, talk about the exponential growth in these resources and in these programs and having that, you know, a dance studio that has all inclusive instead of it just having a, well, we can take your child into our, you know, and we'll make them feel inclusive. It's no, this is specifically an all inclusive program (laughs) for children with disabilities, you know? And so that's monumental compared to where we were even, like I said, four years ago. For sure. Yeah. Way more options. And I mean, the, the goal too is exactly what you just said. Like we want to make sure that we meet every single student where they are, whatever that means. If you need a one-on-one volunteer every single time and it's the same person, great. If you don't, great. You know, if you need this type of schedule, we, we just make sure that we make it work for every individual in the room rather than saying, okay, you need to adapt to the way that we do things. That, that is giving a completely inclusive experience, in my opinion. Do you have trouble finding, meeting those needs, like finding the resources for yourself to be able to meet those needs? Like how many kids do you have in a class? It depends on the class. Um, average, they're, they're rather small. So ever, average would be like five to eight students. Okay. Um, and honestly, we're very blessed in, in the resource department. I mean, I will send out an email and for our our volunteers, I make sure that for those people who do need a a buddy every week, it's the same person. So they're getting that, you know, consistency, but it's amazing. I will send out an email to our volunteer base and be like, Hey, I just had a new person register. I'm going to need somebody to come every Wednesday from four to four 45, you know, who wants the spot within 30 minutes, I'll have like three to five people who've already reached out and they're like, I'll do it. I mean, that's a big commitment yeah. to, to say, I'll do this every and this single isn't week. A couple it's months. Time. This is f- the whole school year. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's for like through for the whole school year, August through May. So, um, that, that is encouraging alone, you know, like people want to see this be a success and they want to be a part of it. 
Where are you reaching out for volunteers? They find us. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I, every time someone new comes along, I'm like, where'd you find us? Instagram. Every time. I mean, every once in a while, you know, it may be something, you know, we heard about you from this person or that person, but it's, it's usually social media. So I have a very, like, I have a love hate relationship with social media for that reason. I think it can be a very, very powerful tool and, um, great marketing, but it can, you know, also have a lot of crummy parts to it too. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you end up sucking your life trying to kind of utilize it and making sure you're reaching out and engaging. Yeah. When we talk about a Hitting powerful, like it being a powerful tool, nobody's dictating whether it's going to be a good power or bad power. Yeah. It is a powerful tool. Yeah. Whether it's positive yes. or negative. It can be used powerful. both ways. Yeah, that is for right. sure. That is right. How do you think, um, where do you see or how would you like move inclusive to move in the future? Like, where do you see it going in the future? Um, so locally, once, once we, you know, reopen and everything, I would love to, to double our enrollment. Um, a lot of our, our people, they don't realize that, you know, we just started tapping into typical kids signing up for classes, which is awesome. These parents are coming to us and they're like, my kid doesn't have any type of disability, but I love what you're doing. And I want them to be in this environment. Um, can we sign up? You know, so that is really, really cool. So just continuing to spread the word that, you know, we are a resource for literally everyone. Um, and then, yeah, like we talked, I mean, I'm a big, like big dreamer. I'm a big visionary person. So, um, expansion is definitely something that is on my mind, but, um, I I think it'll happen, you know, when the timing is right. And yeah. I think it's um, really important that you point out that you're catering to the disability community, but you're inclusive to everyone. You're including, you know, the typical child as well as a child that is in the disability community. It's a big deal to our, in our household that are that both are included in everything. Yeah, we can't see our community or the world changing to include our children if everybody's not inclusive. And in by inclusive, right. you know, if there, we always talk about making sure everyone understands what our world looks like and, and be in educating and everything. You can't educate if children are, are growing up around other children as if everybody is the same and this is what our world looks like and everything's the same and no one's different. And if they're not playing together and they're not learning together and they're not in the same environment, mm-hmm. how are they going to learn that way? And so I think it's really important that you're doing that and inclusive. I mean, well, well, thank you. And I mean, I think that again, being someone who, who didn't grow up around anyone with any type of disability, thankfully I've always been just like very open, um, to all types of people. But a lot of times I don't, I don't think that it's, you know, that they're trying to be negative or rude. Like people genuinely like don't know how to act sometimes, you know, around people who aren't like them. And so opening an opportunity for, to do exactly what you just said, to bring people together, disabilities or not, um, to learn from one another. I think it can, um, you know, do a lot of good in a lot of ways more than just, Oh, for sure. Just dance. For sure. I think it, I think it's, I think it's, more than important. It's pivotal for our community um, and yeah. everybody's children and, and adults alike that that is kind of happening all across the board. And I think that you, you yeah, doing that, I think, sure. you know, using the word inclusive 
as the way it's that, it, that it's defined is necessary for sure. So yeah, it's impressive. Thank you <laughs> for doing that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, and then like also in the same, you know, same turns, the, the, the emotion of empathy, like understanding, like just being able to comprehend what other people might be going through, you know, putting yourself in those shoes. Yeah. That's it, empathy. In my opinion, in my whole life has been a huge, uh, you know, huge factor for me to be able to relate or to be able to say, yes, this, I, I think this because I have, I mean, imagine yourself in that situation. And I don't think mm -hmm. a lot of people put thought to that, you know, they're just like, Oh, well, you know, you can do that. Or, but it's like, but if we all just had a little more empathy, I think we'd all have a little better understanding. And then to, For sure. you know, to, to, as you can say, you have so many volunteers that want to respond and help because they have put themselves in that situation or, you know, they know somebody in that situation or whatever it may be, they see that. And that's, that's a huge factor. In well, I think they see, I, I mean, I think it's a big testament to, they see what you're doing. It's mm -hmm. clear. Yeah. It's direct and they're and I, hearing you. What, a lot of people too, that come to us, I mean, you know, a, a good portion of our, our volunteers will say, you know, Oh, well I have a brother or a sister that has Down's in or whatever it may be. But I would say at least half of them are like me and that they don't have a personal connection. Um, but they, they're interested and they want to be a part of it. And so that, that too is really encouraging, um, that, you know, it's not that people don't want to do this type of thing. There's maybe just not enough opportunities for them to. So to be able to open that up is, is really cool too. Yeah. That's a good point. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so one big thing that we ask all of our guests is if you had 30 yeah. seconds to speak to our community, what advice would you give them? 30 seconds. Oh my gosh. It doesn't okay, have to be 30 seconds. I know it I can be, edit it to whatever it, it's going to be. It could be two worry. minutes. We can care less how long you talk. <laughs> But to our millions oh, upon millions yeah. of listeners, you know, you have, it's a huge stage. So feel free to say what you want. Right. Uh, do you mean like, so like parents or just. Yeah. Literal? Like the special needs community. Yeah. Or parents mostly. Yeah. Um, let's see. What would I say? I think I would say. I, I, I will say right now I've been emailing all of our parents and caregivers and just being like, how are you? Like, this is such a challenging season for the world right now. And I know that it has to be even, you know, crazier for, for parents that have this extra burden of, you know, dealing with different things that they may have to, um, depending upon their, their situation. <laughs> and I'm like, you're, you're doing amazing. Even if you don't feel like it, you are doing amazing. So hang in there. Um, and, and give yourself a little credit because like I said, this is a tough time for everyone. And I tell people all the time, I've learned so much from just sitting in the lobby of our studio and watching parents, you know, with their kids or caregivers with their, with their kids. And, um, again, I keep, I keep saying this, but you know, as someone who didn't grow up around that, I just really had no idea like how much goes into your everyday life. And I think that parents and caregivers of those with special needs truly have superpowers that like other people do not possess. And, um, yeah, just give yourself some credit because I think that, that you're already doing amazing and yeah. 
Oh, a little high Straight five to there. you. <laughs> high Eddie, five for Eddie the really strongest person in his family. Oh, you're sweet. Me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Eddie. Thank you. It's not that you. was really good. I go <laughs> That's my only job on this show is to be funny. Yeah, so. you're hilarious. Where am I keep this time? <laughs> you're so funny. So, um, where can everyone find you? We know you're on social media, but where can they find you on sure. your social media? Website, things like yes. that. Yes. So website is www.moveinclusivedance.com and all of our social media handles are, are the same. It's all at Move Inclusive Dance. And you are located in Nashville or are you right outside Nashville? We are in, technically we're in Bellevue, Bellevue. Um, which it, it's a Nashville zip code, but Bellevue is, is a West area of, of Nashville. The fancy side of Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So if you're in the Nashville area, definitely check out move inclusive. And if you want to check out their social media, move inclusive dance at move inclusive dance everywhere. Um, I would definitely highly recommend checking them out. Um, they are pretty cool. Badass. I'm impressed. Everyone else should be too. We well, will link you. everything on our social media when everything goes live. Oh yeah. We'll make sure that we link it all. Yes. Awesome. Super linked, hyperlinked, all that great linkage. All the links. <laughs> what a super yes, and I'll be, make sure, I mean, I follow you, you guys too, but make sure that you like, will you be sending emails or yeah. something when this all goes live? Cause yes. I want to make sure that I blast it to, to my families as well. Yeah, yeah. We're like a plague. You can't get rid of us. We're like the coronavirus. You can't get rid <laughs> of us. Like, yeah. Me. You did this interview. You you're stuck with us forever. Yeah. So you, you just put your hands on your face. So <laughs> yep. that's what you're we're stuck all with. We're contagious. We're all in. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lauren. We really appreciate of you course. coming on and being yeah. a part of this and not especially when we were a no (laughs) we're like not even live yet and trusting that we will yeah you won't regret this you won't regret this you'll be like I I interviewed with them when they were a nobody (laughs) now we're both living large like I made them big (laughs) thank you so much Lauren for your time thank y'all and we'll let you know when everything's live and if we're definitely making a trip down Yes, do. And Which, I'm curious. Please send me sure. videos of the break dancing because oh. I'm, I'm very will intrigued. Will do. Oh, I got will a couple do. I know already. So. <laughs> of him. No. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, no. Thanks break so much. Being something. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, please make sure you share with a friend and leave a review. You can find all the resources mentioned in this episode on our Facebook or Instagram on at special about special. Thanks again. And we'll see you soon.